Alright, turn your Bibles to 1 Corinthians 11, 23 through 26. 1 Corinthians 11, 23 through 26. You can be found on page 958 in the Pew Bible in front of you. 958 in the Pew Bible. While you're turning there, I learned a valuable lesson. I should have learned this a long time ago and I forgot. I'm remembering now. Don't eat cinnamon before you have to speak. <laughs> so, hopefully I can do all right here. <clears throat> 1 Corinthians 11, 23 through 26. Let's read this together. <clears throat> For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let's pray together. Our Father in heaven, we do ask now that you would Speak to us through your word. We ask that as we prepare to partake of the Lord's Supper together, that you would mold us and shape us into the image of Christ and his likeness. That we would have a greater love for Jesus, for what he has done for us on the cross, and that we would proclaim him to those around us. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Some of you know what today is. Some of you know that something significant happens today. Some of you know how much this day means to me and my family. It comes around every year at this time. Today is my daughter's birthday. I'm sorry I tricked you if you're thinking of the Super Bowl. That's fun, that's fun. I'm a Patriot fan, and you know that. It seems like every year they're, they're in it, so it's fun for us as well. But, but my, my daughter turned nine years old. She's, she's sitting over here. She turned nine years old today. And as my family reflects upon Kate being nine years old, we are continually reminded of God's grace, especially when we consider how her birth came about and the... the uh, all that Becky had to go through in, in delivering Caitlin and the, the speed of it. And you can ask my wife about it sometime if you haven't heard, heard the story. It, it, is, it is evidence of God's grace that he spared both of them. You see, and it's something I'll never forget. I, I remember it like it, was, it happened yesterday. Just easy to, to call to mind because of the experience of it. You see, most of us, if not all of us, have experiences from our past that we easily remember, right? Most of us have experiences that we've gone through in the past, hopefully good, especially the good ones we want to try to remember, that, that these memories of the past and, and calling these events that happened to us in the past or that we experienced in the past, they were intended, as we call them to mind now, they're intended to shape us and impact us in the present 
moment. That's why we try to recall them, because they affect us today. And, and so this morning, we're going to spend some time focusing on the Lord's Supper as a meal of remembrance. And, and as you know, and as you remember, each time we take the Lord's Supper, I've, I've specifically tried to draw out some truth from it and focus our attention on this meal that we partake of. And this morning, it's a meal of remembrance. Okay, so first, let's consider how we remember. How we remember. Participation and repetition. Okay, so look with me again at at verses 23 and 24. For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. How we remember. Anymore, the way we remember is by getting a reminder or some sort of notification on our phone, right? Or we write something down on a schedule or a calendar that we keep close by so that we can remember. So that we can call to mind an event a birthday, an anniversary. Now, hopefully we don't have to write down our anniversary. (laughs) Hopefully we remember that. But we also remember by taking pictures, right, so that when we see them, we are able to bring them to our minds, something that we have done in the past. Sometimes we see them on Facebook, right? Some memory will pop up from four years ago, and we remember that. Oh, do you remember when we did that? Right? You see these pop up, and it's a time when we remember something that happened in the past. When we celebrated Christmas with Becky's family, Becky's mom did something unique, and I thought it was, I thought it was clever. She placed a picture on each of the presents that the kids were going to get. So instead of just writing their name, she put a picture of the kids so then they knew whose present it was. And she also, we had, they had to look at the picture, all right? They knew which present was theirs, but they were also to explain to us what they were doing, why they were doing it, where they were doing it, and, and we also wanted them to, to reenact it, right? We, can, can, you, can you sing that song again that you were doing in this play, in that picture? We wanted them to reenact a real event that they had done in the past. I, I, thought, it was, I thought it was clever because it allowed the kids to interact allowed us to hear these stories, also allowed for, for re- reflection on the past. In fact, in a similar way, this is one of the ways that God's people remembered significant events in the past. Right? The Israelites remembered what God had done for them in delivering them out of Egypt with the Passover meal. They remembered God's deliverance in bringing them out of Egypt by participating in in a meal together so that what God had done for them would not be forgotten. Listen to Exodus 12. Exodus 12, 25 and 26 says this, When you come to the land that the Lord will give you, as he has promised, you shall keep this service. And when your children say to you, What do you mean by this service? You shall say, It is the sacrifice of the Lord's Passover. For he passed over the houses of the people of Israel in Egypt when he struck the Egyptians but spared our houses. And then in Exodus 13, 3, Then Moses said to the people, 
Remember this day in which you came out from Egypt, out of the house of slavery, for by a strong hand the Lord brought you out from this place. And then verse 14, when in time to come your son asks you, what does this mean? You shall say to him, by a strong hand the Lord brought us out of Egypt from the house of slavery. And following this pattern, and in a greater way, this is how the Lord's Supper enabled the, the disciples of Jesus to remember what Christ had done for them. It gave them a picture of the work of Christ on their behalf. And by observing this meal, they, they, were, they were participating in it. And it served as a way for them to remember, as a way to call to mind the significance and the meaning of what Jesus would go through on the cross. The Lord's Supper, and we've talked about this before, the Lord's Supper is a picture of the gospel. It is a visible, and we see it here, it is a visible and tangible picture of what Jesus has done for us on the cross as his body was given for us and his blood was poured out for us. You see, one of the ways we remember something is by participating in the event by observing the picture and reenacting the event. On my day off this past week, I wanted my kids to experience something like this. So we went up to Minnesota, right? Super Bowl, I'm a Patriot fan. We went up to Minnesota, and we, we went up there and just had a good time to experience some of the festivities and to see the ball player, the, the, the famous players and this sort of thing. So they could, they could feel like they participated in some way. It helps Jonathan remember something from the event so he can recall it to his mind. You see, by actually experiencing the event, it becomes, in a sense, implanted into our minds so that we never forget it, right? Opportunity for the family to be together, to do something together and share moments together. And certainly we all have stories from our past that we will never forget, they become memorable moments in time, and we're e able to easily recall them. And it shapes us in the present. And this is the way Jesus' followers were to call to mind what he had done for them in experiencing and participating in the Lord's Supper on the night when Jesus was betrayed. It was a vivid memory. You can imagine these disciples sitting there about to experience, about to hear what Jesus is going to go through on the cross. It's a vivid memory. As they reenact God's deliverance in the past for his people. And so the early church would partake of this meal together. And it was passed on from Jesus to his followers, to the church, and now even to us. The meal became a way of remembrance. So not only do we remember something by participating in it, but we also remember through repetition. Through repetition. How do we learn to ride a bike? Repetition. Right? You do it over. The kids do it over and over and over and over again. They fall. They get back on. They fall. They get back on. They just keep riding the bike. And I haven't ridden a bike in a long time, but you don't forget how to ride a bike. Something that you are able to do because of the repetition of it. How do we remember how to do our various jobs that you do? Repetition. 
How do students recall information for tests? Repetition. Study over and over and over again. How do we recall Bible verses to our minds? Repetition. You say them over and over and over again. How do we remember why we exist as a church? We exist as a church. I say it every week, don't I? We exist as a church to know Christ and to make him known. We say it over and over and over again. Repetition. Repetition is another way in which we remember. And that's what we see in our text. Paul had received it from the Lord. He had passed it on to the Corinthians. They would repeat this meal, and they would do so in remembrance of Jesus. So regarding the cup, you can see it here. As often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. So there's a, there's a clear implication that they were not to just do this once, but to do it over and over and over again. In the, in the early church here in Corinth, it seems like they partook of the Lord's Supper when they gathered together as a church. Okay, we see this in the context of why Paul draws attention to the Lord's Supper it became evident in their participation of the meal that there were divisions among them. And so he brings the Lord's Supper to their minds. He says this in verse 17, back in 17. When you come together, it is not for the better, but for the worse. Verse 18. For in the first place, when you come together as a church, I hear that there are divisions among you. Verse 20, when you come together, it is not the Lord's Supper that you eat. Although it's supposed to be. And then in his concluding remarks, verse 33, so then, my brothers, when you come together to eat, wait for one another. So partaking of the meal as a way of remembrance involved participation and repetition. So by way of application, I want to encourage you to participate in the meal. Right? If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, if you are trusting in Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, this is a meal for you that we repeat in order to call to our minds the significance of what it represents and pictures. Which leads me to my second point. You see this in your outline. What we remember. So what are we to remember? Christ's death. Christ's death for us. Okay, so look now at verses 24 and 25. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Paul reminds the church, of what Jesus said when he instituted this, this supper. He gave thanks, he broke the bread, and then he gave the bread to his disciples. And then he took the cup and gave it to his disciples, and they drank of the cup. And then he said this, This is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And with the cup, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. So the bread represented his body would, that would be given for them. The cup re represented the new covenant that was established by his blood. By the shedding of, the, of blood, 
We receive forgiveness of sins and a changed life. And so Jesus commands his followers to do this in remembrance of me, in remembrance of Jesus. The partaking of the bread and the cup was, was done as a memorial of Jesus. And specifically, because of what the elements represent, we are remembering Christ's death and what he has done for us on the cross. As we've seen before, and I've even mentioned this already, Jesus took this Passover meal, and he revealed how it ultimately pointed to him. And now they were to remember what, what Christ was going to do for his people. As the pattern was established in the Old Testament with the Passover, right? Israel looks back, they reflect upon the Passover. They reflect upon God's great act of deliverance and leading them out of their slavery in Egypt by the blood of the Passover lamb. Now, this meal that Jesus institutes was, was passed on to the early church and now us. And what we remember is Christ's death for us. As he delivered us from our bondage to sin and he forgives us of our sins because of his blood, we are forgiven because of the Passover lamb. This is what the early church would have picked up on with, with the elements at the table and with the words at the table and with the timing of the institution of the meal. And so what, what are we to remember? The giving of Jesus' body, the giving of his life for us, and the shedding of his blood for us so that we might be forgiven of our sins and have a changed life. We sang about that earlier. Did you catch it in the song, the last song we sang? The body of our Savior, Jesus Christ, torn for you. Eat and remember the wounds that heal, the death that brings us life. Paid the price to make us one the blood that cleanses every stain of sin, shed for you, drink and remember. He drained death's cup that all may enter in to receive the life of God. And we remember that the very act of giving his life and shedding his blood for, was done for us. Did, did you catch that? It's done for us. This is given for you. So, we are to remember our own need. We are to remember that we were at one time slaves in bondage to our sin. And Jesus came to rescue us. And so when we partake of this meal, we are reminding ourselves that we all stand at equal footing at the cross. Right? This, this meal represents our unity together, that we all need Jesus, that we all need him as our Lord and Savior, and it reminds us of God's grace for all of us. Praise God for that. So we remember what Jesus did for us 2,000 years ago on the cross as he gave himself to rescue us from our sins. And we also should remember not just what he did way back then, but what is he doing in your life right now? Do you call to your own mind what Jesus is doing for you even right now as he is, as he is 
molding you and shaping you into his likeness? How have you seen the Lord? This is a question you can ask yourself constantly. How have you seen the Lord working in your life now or recently? And so we should reflect upon that as well. Third and finally, third and finally, why we remember. Proclamation and transformation. Proclamation and transformation. Verse 26 For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So why are we to remember what Christ has done for us? Why are we to partake of this meal to remember his death on our behalf? Proclamation and transformation. In partaking of the meal, we are proclaiming We're proclaiming something. We're proclaiming Christ's death and that he has resurrected and he is returning. We are declaring what he has done for us. How do we mature and grow? How do we grow? I believe Jerry Bridges said this. I think he's right. I know he's right. We are to remind ourselves daily of the gospel. Daily remind yourself of the gospel. How do we mature? How do we grow? Through the proclamation of what God has done for us in Christ. Through the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Him we proclaim. Christ we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. For this I toil, struggling with all his energy that he powerfully works within me. Him we proclaim. That's how we mature. Partaking of the Lord's Supper is a proclamation of the gospel, which means, this means that we are nourished and strengthened in our faith by participating in it. So by participating in this meal, we are being given another opportunity to proclaim Jesus, which enables us to to keep it in our minds what he has done on our behalf. I, I, I don't know about you, but I am prone to forget things. I mentioned some of the things I forget last week. Where did I put my keys? I don't remember. I imagine in your house, you've got pictures on the wall. You have pictures on your wall, probably, or on your desk. And something we probably all have. One reason... One reason we put pictures on the wall might be to decorate the wall to make it look nice. Right? Makes sense. Who wants to stare at a blank, a bare wall? So we, we, we decorate our walls with pictures to make them look nice. But we also might put pictures on our walls, maybe specific ones, because certain ones are especially significant to us. And we want to showcase this, so to speak. 
right, enables us to not only recall the event in which is pictured or where the picture was taken, but in it, it enables us to share about the event that is pictured. Right? So you put a picture on the wall. This allows me to share about this picture. Because I want to tell about this picture. I want to tell about this experience that I've had. In a similar way, that's one reason why we remember Jesus' death through this meal. We're prone to forget. So the act of participation and reflection on his work enables us to to proclaim him and to share the significance of what he has done for us. And it stays present and active in our minds. Reflecting and remembering something from the past, even through the observation of a picture, is intended to shape us and transform us in the present. And this is what Paul intended with the church and their participation in the meal. It was supposed to transform the church, right? They were, they were struggling with with disunity and division in the church. It was supposed to transform them and ultimately to humility and unity in the body as they observed and shared in the meal. Because it would enable them, you recall this, it would enable them to reflect upon Christ's work and call them to examine themselves when they partook of it. Look look at verses 27 and 28. Whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and blood of the Lord. Verse 28, let a person examine himself then, and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. So transformation, right? Transformation is intended to result from us remembering the Lord at this meal. Partaking of the Lord's Supper provides us an opportunity to examine ourselves to examine and reflect upon our own life and how we are doing and living for the Lord or if we're failing to live for the Lord. And it leads us to repentance of our sins and it enables us to renew our commitment to Christ as we remember what he has done for us. So, as we prepare to take the Lord's Supper here in a few moments, let's remember what Christ has done for us on the cross. Let's remember our need for him. And let's examine our hearts. I'll designate the time in which we do this. Let's examine our hearts before we partake of it. And let's ask God to transform us into Christ's likeness so that we might display his love to others. Let's pray. Father in heaven, We give you thanks that we get a small but powerful, visible, tangible picture of what Christ has done for us on the cross. And we do pray in these moments that you would enable us to to examine our hearts, to reflect upon your work in our lives, to remember what Jesus has done for us, and to look forward to his return. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.